You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We are so thankful that you have joined us for this very special edition of Boggy Talk. Boggy Mamas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Boggy Mamas. Yeah, Boggy Mamas. Good, no, good. we are celebrating <laughs> Mother's Day week, and we have two incredible moms here who are going to join us, or who are joining us, and they're, <laughs> they're coming. They are we have two moms here. here. Two incredible moms are about to join us. <laughs> oh, but before we get started. I'm joined uh, by faithful co-host James Ross, who's lead pastor here at Church on Base. How are you doing all right, man? I'm great, Justin, especially since Kay and Gail are with us here today. Yes, yeah, so and we're going to introduce them in just a second. But first, I want to ask you, oh, sorry. what... <laughs> No, it's okay. It's okay, Jump. That's okay. But what do you have planned for Mother's Day for the special ladies in your life? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to reveal the answer because it might reveal a secret it's too a soon. It's a secret. That's right. Not because I don't have anything planned yet. It's also a secret to you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my Mother's, mom's Day, Mother's Day is step. hard Yes, because you have your mama and my wife yes. because my kids aren't, you know, they're it's not on the I love them, yet. but they're sweet gestures. Chrissy's like, oh, that's that's sweet, but yeah. give me something good. Yeah, like actually do something because I love these cards, <laughs> but I get those every day from school. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, we were like two months into COVID and, you know, being at home a lot. And Christy's like, what I would love for Mother's Day is for you just to take the kids out of the house. Yes, yes. All day. And so we did. That's good. <laughs> She's like, good. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be home That's, without yeah, anyone else. Yeah, so for sure. We'll probably repeat that again. <laughs> That's a good, good philosophy. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well, uh, as we said, we are joined by two incredible moms. They are not coming. They are already here. We have <laughs> Kay Barrett and Yale has Chastain, not Sorry, I say your name correctly. Yale Chastain, right? Uh, and they are going to share some wisdom. So I want you guys, ladies, just introduce yourselves. Tell us about you, your family, your kids. Go ahead. Why don't you start us, Gail? Uh, I'm Gail Chastain. Uh, my husband's David. Uh, we've been married 55 years. Wow, wow. 55 years. <laughs> wow. Like and it's David. That's 55 <laughs> yeah. years. Wow. You are a saint. <laughs> we have four children, um, one son and three daughters, and we have 10 grandchildren. Wow. And... We love them. We, they're the joy of our lives. All of them. It's, the grandchildren, not yes, the children, right? No, the grandchildren. Well, all of them. We all of them. Absolutely. We just, uh, uh, we're so proud of our family. And, um, do they live here? Where, where are they? We have a daughter that lives here and two of the grandchildren. We have um, a daughter who lives in Orlando, and she has three children, her and her husband, and a son that lives in Fort Lauderdale, not Fort Lauderdale, uh, Daytona, Ormond Beach actually is the town. And our we have a daughter in Montana that uh, has, she has two grandchildren. Oh, our son has three. Wow. So, all over. Yes, all over. So this year has been a little bit tough to get together, but we, we've done <laughs> yeah. the best. We still want to see those in Montana, but thank goodness for Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, um, I'm married to Roger. We've been married for 
34 years. We have only 34. Only 34. <laughs> yeah, we still got a ways to go to, to keep up with these guys. Yeah. Um, we have um, two sons and a daughter in law and two grandsons and a little granddaughter on the way. All right. And they all live in Houston. All right. Mm -hmm. All of them in Houston. Oh, all of them in right. Houston. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's not too far, but it is too far oh, yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we want to ask you ladies some questions so you could share some wisdom that you've learned along the way. I think it's important for us to learn from people uh, who have experience and wisdom, uh, not just experience, but good experience <laughs> and who are wise. We, we were thinking about telling everyone how to be a good mom. Right. Mm -hmm. But we decided maybe we should have actual moms do that. Whose <laughs> <laughs> kids are grown. Yes. Turned out all right. <laughs> Although hearing y'all's advice might be interesting. <laughs> might be interesting. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah, you don't want to hear my advice okay, <laughs> at all. But uh, so we're just going to dive right into some questions and uh, and I just let you share. So the first question is this: Really, as you began motherhood, who, what influenced you? Okay. Well, of course. My mom and my mother-in-law were great sources of wisdom and just practical knowledge on things. And actually, it was people at our church, too, because we were new here in the community. We didn't know that many people. And um, we had a Tuesday morning ladies Bible study. And, buddy, those, those ladies were just, they were a few steps ahead of me and the the mothering game, and they they were such a support and wisdom along the way. And we just kind of learned together, too. That's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, definitely my mother. Yeah. <laughs> and my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law has eight children. Wow. And, well, she has passed away, but um, she was uh, really instrumental mm -hmm. in, in helping me and showing me patience and showing me how to be patient. <laughs> that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it, so did you guys live near your parents when you became moms? Uh, no, because um, we were in the military. Gotcha. So we were traveling all the you time. You guys have been and, everywhere. I mean, all over the and, place, uh, right? Yeah, we yeah. started here. I know, we started in Indiana. We went to Texas. Then we went to Arizona. Then we went to um, Florida. And he went overseas to Vietnam. And he came back. We went to California, then to Alabama, wow. North Carolina, then down. So <laughs> I've been everywhere. But really, uh, the military wives, we, they were a big mm -hmm. help, mm -hmm. I think, probably to me more because the husbands were gone a lot. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to because in this community, we have a lot of families parenting without their families nearby. And we have some who are, of course. And I think that's an added uh, factor in parenting when you don't, when you don't have the proximity. And, and for you at that time, there wasn't Zoom no, and there no, wasn't no, FaceTime. No, no. So it made it, it was a lot more distance. I think you'll have some things to share about that as you as we go along. So as you became, everyone thinks they've got it figured out before they become parents. You know, we all, I, I remember thinking when I'm a parent, I'm going to, I'll never do that. I'll never say that. And then I'm like, I just said that. Um, so going into motherhood, what did you find most surprising? How much patience you need <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i thought your children were perfect you don't need that with your grandchildren they are perfect mm -hmm. but uh <laughs> and prayer patience and prayer mm -hmm. because they 
they do things that you you don't know how to deal with. So <laughs> you have to pray about it and try to mm-hmm. work through it. I was so thankful for the other military wives when we started out because they were my family. They, mm-hmm. they, had, they had to be my family <laughs> because mm-hmm. we, he was gone and and our parents weren't there. So mm-hmm. I. Kay, what about you? What surprised you? Think back when you came home. What what surprised you? Well, it wasn't like it is on TV. You know, with all those little <laughs> perfect children, and they never they, cry. they never cry, and they go play, and you just go about your life, and just the way the responsibility and how I felt like I just didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I was a nurse. I thought well, I know what I'm doing here. I can do this, and I, I have no idea what I'm doing, and just. I remember just being afraid I was going to mess things up. I was going to mess these children up. Mm-hmm. And my children might say, well, Mom, you know, <laughs> you did. No, but, but you know, it is, I, I think that it just, it was just, everything was different than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever slept. You know, nobody, everybody, you know, everybody cried, including the mom. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just really different. But then you get into a rhythm and, you know, it gets better. Mm-hmm. But, um, and by a rhythm, you mean your kids get out of the preschool stage, right? That <laughs> That's a whole nother rhythm. <laughs> That's a whole nother. Because <laughs> that period is just so tiring, you know, when they're preschoolers. Yes. Oof. Yeah, and then, and then they become teenagers. And yeah, that's emotionally, yeah. That's, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a meme actually today, and it said, uh, it was like somebody making like a rolling eyes face. It was like the expression when I, I the expression I make when I hear people say parenting will be easier when my kids get older. <laughs> it's right. like, yeah, it just gets, even when they're adults. It's just it's different. Like, it's the just logistics different. too, right? It's yeah. just wild. So, so you, you kind of talk about how you, learned and Mm -hmm. what you were surprised about but as you went through those different Mm -hmm. cycles in life how did you keep learning you know how did you keep stay fresh how did you um you know Mm -hmm. i don't know whatever way to say that Mm -hmm. how did you grow yeah how did you grow as a flourish as a mom there you go that's a good 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 flourish flourish that's a mom word isn't it and what lessons did you learn i guess yeah a lot of prayer i I neglected mm-hmm. to mention when you said the surprises. My husband said the one surprise was we had twins. It's <laughs> a surprise. Yeah. And that is a lot of work. And that is something that you can't prepare for because oh. you having two that are crying at the same time. And, of course, he was gone. Yeah. He, he took a month off to be there when they were born, and they didn't come during that time because everybody <laughs> said oh, they man. would come early. Everybody yeah. said twins would come early. So he waited the whole time they didn't come. The day he left. I went into labor that afternoon. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But my mother was there. But wow! Okay. Wow! So, anyway, that was. I, I just <laughs> yeah, want to neglect. I just want yeah. to say yeah. that on the surprise nice. part. Definitely <laughs> a big surprise. Yeah. Sorry. Um, now I've completely forgot the question. <laughs> so how did you how did you continue to grow and maybe what did you learn along the way? I, well, not to not to be afraid to help, ask for help. Oh, that's good. That, that because. Well, the night I went into labor, uh, he was gone, and so my mother was there. She had gotten there the day before. She had never driven our van. We had a great big van, and she was going to take me to the hospital, and we were going to call the neighbor to come over and stay with the other two children. And uh, uh, Lynn began to cry. She was eight, and she's, I don't want you to leave, and I don't want to stay with the neighbors, so I want Mama here. So, <laughs> so the neighbor took me to the hospital, and um she was scared all the way that I was going to have the babies in the car. <laughs> she was just talking. So anyway, that, I don't know what I would have done without all my neighbors mm-hmm. there to help. 
Mm-hmm. And my mother-in-law came, and my mother, so yeah, my mother-in-law yeah. came later. And of course, she just handled the twins like it was nothing, because after having eight, eight children, yeah, she yeah. could <laughs> carry one <laughs> under each arm. And yeah. she, she made everything look easy. She mm-hmm. was, yes, she was very... That's really good what you said, though, not being afraid to ask mm-hmm. for help, because mm-hmm. I think that is a key, and I think a lot of mm-hmm. people in general, and I think moms specifically, I think because right now, you know, moms are having kids in a culture where everyone projects this image of my perfect children on Mm -hmm. social media and you feel bad if you need help and you shouldn't feel bad because Mm we are actually designed to need help. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not designed to be able to do this on. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, And I think maybe later we can talk about specific ways people need help, but uh, that's, that's good. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Well, you, some things you learned along the way. How did you grow? Well, we, um, for my generation, you know, Dr. Dobson was the authority on <laughs> everything. So just going to a trusted source, you know, there's a, especially now, there's so much goofiness on the internet. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I agree. Oh, well, there is. <laughs> so I mean, you, because everybody's got an opinion, but that might not be the right opinion for your child or or for you and your family. And um, we did a lot of Bible studies on mothering um, in our Tuesday morning Bible study mm-hmm. group. And um, and just not being able to admit, I don't know what to do. I need help in dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And you might get 10 different pieces of advice, and then you just pray about it, as Gail said, and do what mm-hmm. is best for your child. And, you, and it might not look like what anybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. But you know your child, mm-hmm. and you need to do what mm-hmm. what is best for them. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say is was the most challenging thing, or the most challenging things? You know, and this is you know, every any stage of parenting, being a mom, it's the most challenging. God, that's a toughie. There's a lot <laughs> the of teen years. There's a lot of challenge. The teen years. The teen years. How because um, I, I have a new teenager. He's okay. our, our first as a teenager. So we have a, our oldest is now 13. And I would say that I agree in some ways. It's become We're not there yet, so scare me. Yeah. <laughs> I, we had a little trouble with the friends that our twins chose. I, mm. and I, that was, we didn't have that problem with the two older ones. They, I don't know why, but the second one, they because you were so tired. We've always thought sports were the, one of the most important things to keep them involved in. And they, one of them just, she wouldn't, didn't want to do the sports, didn't want to, one of the twins. Mm-hmm. Just had some friends that we didn't care for. So that mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. that was a big mm-hmm. challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you navigate that when you're, you know, because it's hard and yes. you're not mm-hmm. going to be on the same page at all yeah. times with your teenager. Yes, and, so how did how did you navigate that that yeah. challenge? Lots of prayers, lots of prayer, and lots of talking to them and trying to make them understand that that's not the right mm-hmm. <laughs> decision. And well, yeah. it is hard because they want to they want to make their own decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, we want our children to be friends with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. If our if our children just stay friends with Christian kids, that's and that's right. all then they might miss opportunities to witness, but then you don't want your kids mm-hmm. to get with the wrong crowd mm-hmm. that could drag them down. So mm-hmm. it's really a balance. I think one thing, though, is like making your home kid-central, mm-hmm. making your home very kid-friendly. Like you want your house to be the place 
where all the kids go because then you can see Mm -hmm. and you can know. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case because, you know, your kids are going to want to go to somebody else's house, Mm -hmm. of course, because your house isn't cool or fun or anything. (laughs) They've got cooler toys. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it's, but then also knowing who your kids' friends are, know their parents, know every, know as much as you can because you're not going to know everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, my kids are, 29, 32, and I hear stories now of stuff that I think know. it's like, please don't tell me <laughs> that you did that. <laughs> and you didn't do anything bad. They didn't do anything bad. You didn't do anything illegal. But, you know, it's just like, yeah, I just don't want to. And Kay, Kay, I know it must have been heartbreaking that David started hanging out with Sean Walker. Oh, my God. How stars. did you handle that? I mean, correct Lots that. of prayer. Yeah. Lots of prayer. Yeah. I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of prayer. That's funny. A lot of prayer. Well, so, you know, kind of there, and this is one thing, especially as the kids have more opinions, I think it brings out now the parents generally pretty much agree on most stuff about parenting, but mm-hmm. then the kid has an opinion. And that's really going to bring out if there's any difference of opinion in the parents. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed children will try to use that for their leverage. Mm-hmm. So how did you and your husband's make sure you were on the same page and when you weren't how did you what did you do well you we, and it's okay if you say we didn't always handle it well <laughs> oh we <laughs> didn't no no well especially generally at least in our case each of our children kind of had personality traits of us mm-hmm. and that's usually when parents and children butt heads <clears throat> when you're going up against similar Right. Similar traits. Mm-hmm. And um, if we did disagree, we never disagreed in front of the children. Mm-hmm. You know, you always, you know, kind of give each other a look or something like that. <laughs> and then we'd talk about it later. But pretty much we were on the same page. I was much more of a pushover than Roger was. He was, you know, the uh, more of a disciplinarian okay. than I was because I was just I just want everybody to get along. (laughs) No, no, not that. Just be nice. Just get along and be nice. Okay, just be nice. Even now, just be nice. (laughs) So, but we pretty much were, you know, on the same page because our expectations were you will do this, you won't do this, you will do this. We weren't, you know, there weren't a lot of gray areas. You guys had kind of talked a lot about that beforehand. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had because we grew up. In sort of similar, our parents had similar discipline styles, mm-hmm. and we had talked about the good. We talked about the not so good, and mm-hmm. we um, we had talked about a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember having a lot of disagreements, but we mm-hmm. tried to pray about it when we mm-hmm. talk about it alone, and mm-hmm. then try, then bring it up with the children, and try to look like we had a, a, front a united together. front, yes, <laughs> united front. Right. And generally, if one of us was like, if I t- I could tend to be the one to to go off on somebody mm-hmm. and the other one would remain calm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parenting has changed a lot. So mm-hmm. you you now have, you know, you've got grandkids and you're seeing your kids as parents. So it's different for them. What would you say? If you could just say, hey, here's some advice from someone who's raised some kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what I would just encourage you to do, mom. What would you say? Car blanche, here you go. Here's my advice. Go ahead. Well, one thing I say, get you a group, get you a group of moms that can support you, that can love your children, that are going to be in your children's corner, in your corner, no matter what, Mm. and get you some women, some moms 
or even who are not moms, who are spiritual moms to your your children. There are some ladies in this church who don't have um, biological children, but they have a lot of spiritual children. Mm. And get them to pray in for your children. You pray for their children. I have a group of women that we've been friends for 30 years. And if one of our kids is going through something, we'll call or text Mm -hmm. each other and say, hey, I need you to pray about so-and-so. And my kids know that these women are still praying for them even at this age. So you're saying you're still parenting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Even though your kids are older. Well, it it gets harder in some sense because you can't fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're two and something happens, when when they're two, something happens, you can kind of, you can try and fix it. Mm -hmm. When they're 32, you can't. Mm -hmm. And you just, just Mm -hmm. pray, but get that community of moms, get it. And if it's via a text group, be an in-person group, get whatever, get that group of moms praying for your children and with you mm. for your children. Mm. I agree. Uh, because when your children are at a distance, you feel like you can't be there to help mm-hmm. them, even though mm-hmm. they're too old for you to. <laughs> but you still want to. You want to, you want to you fix want it. To. They're your babies, yes, yes, no matter yes. how old they are. Mm. Um, mm. And I think their lives are so different because all of yeah. them work and I didn't work because I, I well I didn't have to so I was there to you worked you just didn't get paid yes, yeah yes, you, yes, you yes, worked yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. so I, that that's the big difference mm-hmm. I see that I had more time the time thing is what I think most parents are struggling with they don't mm-hmm. have enough time mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. when they are working and then they're trying to come home and keep up with all the activities that they have going yeah. on Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as you say that, we, we this podcast is called Boggy Talk because we get in the mud mm-hmm. and, you know, those issues that are kind of hard to wrestle with. Um, so in the mud, what would you say as you just kind of look at this generation of parents, you know, our generation of parents and below, you know, below us mm-hmm. are maybe some of your concerns. And then also, on the other hand, what are some things that encourage you about mm-hmm. the current generation of, of parents? Okay. Oh, you could take this one first. The, those. <laughs> the phones, technology. Yeah. By the way, I'm not <laughs> checking my text. I'm looking at my questions, just so you know. <laughs> That's the thing I worry about. The children learn a lot from those, but they learn mm-hmm. things that aren't good either. And mm-hmm. I, I really do worry about how much time they all spend on them. Mm-hmm. Even the little ones, they start so early. You yeah, see babies in the stores holding mm-hmm. the phone. They don't know mm-hmm. what it does, but they know their, their parents hold it and mm-hmm. look at it all the time, so they want it to mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. yeah. That's, yeah. that's scary because it's, they can get into a lot of stuff on there that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much so. I mean, this one of what they can learn on it. and mm-hmm. It's a useful tool. Yeah. Yes, it's a useful tool, but you really have to be careful mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that. Worries me with our grandkids. The ones that live in Montana, they're outdoor. They're constantly outdoors. They're hiking. They don't have biking. electricity. In <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking, no, you say someone lives yeah. in Montana, I just think yeah. wide open space. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is, and they are outside. They ride buffalo um, everywhere they yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't care. They don't do much um, yeah. electronics at all. Yeah. But I'm sure mm-hmm. they will get into it more as they are in mm-hmm. school. They're One's in kindergarten, the other one's three, so they don't. Well, what other things concern y'all? I think the the time thing, young families have so much pressure on them 
on y'all now. Justin, you touched on it before about, you know, on social media, you know, the the picture perfect, everything. And it's not. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 not. And I just wish young families would realize it's okay if your kid shows up mismatched at church. That's not a big deal. You don't have to have everything perfect. If, you know, just get them dressed. Get them here. Don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> if their hair is combed, great. That's a that's a win. But if it's not, don't worry. You know, there's just so much pressure, especially mm-hmm. on young moms, and I. That hurts my heart because we had pressure too, um, but it wasn't like what what young mm-hmm. families have today. Mm-hmm. But. I'm incredibly encouraged by the young parents that I see at our church. Mm-hmm. I work with um, the K through second grade girls on Wednesday nights. And the scripture knowledge that these young girls have, it's amazing. I mean, you can tell they're not getting it just at church. They're getting it at home, too. Mm-hmm. And I see young families out together. Like I saw the Ely's at breakfast the other morning, and they were just enjoying being together. And that made me so happy to see them talking and interacting. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that, that they made that a priority mm-hmm. to be together. So it's I'm very encouraged with what I see among the young families at our church, mm-hmm. that they really are trying to show their kids what's the priority. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that being in church is really, really important because you're setting the precedent for you're showing your kids what the priority is. Mm. If it's that it's not if we go to church on Sunday morning, mm. it's we are going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that yeah. showing the, setting your priorities. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think too. I when your kids were coming, when your kids were coming up, we're just saying like that. But you know, even culturally, it was still a little bit more. There was nothing else on Sundays, and Wednesday mm-hmm. nights were kind of sacred still. Oh, yeah, and, we had you didn't have little league practice on Wednesday nights yeah. when our kids were coming up. You because. That was church night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's different mm-hmm. now because there's stuff all the time. There's mm-hmm. tournaments every weekend, and um, so and it does become this choice where you say that's mm-hmm. not going to be who we are. So I would right. ask you guys to just speak to that. Um, like, what would you say to parents who are struggling with that? We we know, like, I mean, they know cerebrally. Like, we know church is a priority, but we don't want our kids to miss out on all this. You're smirking. Oh. Oh, he's about to roll. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just seeing the fingers coming out. The fingers not coming out yet. No, that is, it is a struggle. It was a struggle back when our kids, and some parents chose, we like with travel ball, and I'm not saying yay or nay on that. I'm just saying for us, that was not what worked for us because it was, no, it's a matter of what your party is, and this was, the priority we're we're not going to miss. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to be here. And for some people that worked great, and they did their. I mean, I'm, their kids are fine. I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying for our family, mm-hmm. it it is. It's about what's important, and that your kids know. You know, mm-hmm. God's important. Jesus and God are the most important. Mm-hmm. And this is what central. It becomes a natural thing. Not, are we going to the beach or are we going to church this morning? Mm-hmm. No, we're going to church, you know. And it's, but, but you got to make it a fun thing, not like it's a chore. Mm-hmm. Because if mom and dad are mm-hmm. dragging, like, oh, we got to go to church this morning, mm-hmm. well, what are the kids going to, mm-hmm. kids are going to think the same thing. So it's, mm-hmm. um, 
a lot of it's how you present it. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about, um, you know, goals for our kids, and I think a lot of times people think, well, my goal for my kid is that they go grow up, they get a good education, they get a good job, and they're mm-hmm. successful, um, which is all fine, and that can be great, but mm-hmm. it's not ultimate. So what's ultimate mm-hmm. as, a, as a parent who's following Jesus is that whatever our kids do in life, that they're following Jesus. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would like for you all to share um, just how you and your role as a mom specifically nurtured that faith and maybe some practices you had or ways that you were intentional about cultivating that faith in your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one thing, I'm just so grateful for the people at our church that from bed babies on really poured into my kids. I mean, the people they still remember, like, you know, John Smith was David's, I think, fifth or sixth grade Sunday school teacher. And David had a paper to write when he was in seminary. And he called John because wow. it, that relationship was there. He called him to interview him about um, some experiences he had. And there's a lady named Helen Barrett who she's since gone to be with the Lord, but she prayed for him when we had this youth senior adult prayer partner mm-hmm. ministry. And she prayed for him every single day and would mm-hmm. send him cards of encouragement. The same one that, and Mark had one too. And so the people that poured into their lives, that prayed for them, that, you know, from Linda Waits being Mark's bed baby teacher to a friend in the neighborhood, all these people were there. And then just, you know, every night, every morning, praying, making things a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we never had this sit around the table, have morning devotion kind of thing. It, it just becomes a part of things. Mm-hmm. Um, praying for their friends. Reading the Bible was just, you know, it's a part of it. And they saw us do it too. Mm-hmm. And that was important for them to see. Mm-hmm. That just, And also just remind them, just do what God wants you to do mm-hmm. with your life. Don't worry about making a bunch of money. You yeah. just, you just focus on... Mm-hmm. doing what God wants you to do mm-hmm. and he'll take care of everything else. Yes. Yeah. It's good. There's too much emphasis on looking, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking good, thinking that you, you have to have to make money. Mm-hmm. That, I, that's not the most important thing. Teaching mm-hmm. him that. Teaching him yeah. that yeah, God's the most important. Right. Then. But we can't do it by ourselves. No. I mean, no. you, you, it's, no. you got to have that whole, mm-hmm. Church family, extended family, pouring into your kids. It's Mm -hmm. so important. I mean, I can't tell you how many times they would call Dennis Brown and say, hey, you know, what do you think about, what do you think about this? You know, because that relationship was there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I read a book uh, several years back by Reggie Joyner called Parenting Beyond Your Capacity. Mm -hmm. And that's really the crux of that book is just what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. the the faith relationship Mm -hmm. and the faith community. And I think that so many of our even church members have bought into the lie. They don't see this, that I'm on my own. And so like, that's really the problem with travel sports is not necessarily travel sports. I have a son who is on a travel basketball team, but it's that we begin to kind of pull away from doing life with people. And we don't even, I don't think we realize it, like how isolated we've become in our parenting. And we're just, we're just, humans we're not mm-hmm. we're not meant to to do mm-hmm. that on our own and we and unless we're 
just so fortunate that we don't ever go through a crisis. When that crisis comes, we don't, we're not equipped. We're not prepared because we haven't been pressing in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what often draws people back to that community, you know, is, is those times of crisis, but sometimes it's too late. It's too late for the marriage. It's too late for the kids. And so I just think hearing you guys talk about how much that Mm -hmm. has played a part in your parenting, you know, um, is, is encouraging, um, and hopefully eye-opening maybe to mm-hmm. some who are struggling out yeah. there. And that's where we as a church and a community, we have to be open to these young families and be available for them mm. and, and provide things for them, be it a Bible study on Wednesday night on parenting, mm. be it, you know, a Bible study during the week for young moms to come mm-hmm. and get support or, or just be that we've, we have mm-hmm. to, we have to do that. Mm. And we're actually, we've actually had a conversation yesterday as a staff about how we are, to how we can be more intentionally multi-generational mm-hmm. as, as we're growing and, you know, in groups. So life, you know, we naturally gravitate in life groups towards people in our own age and stage, but how mm-hmm. do we help uh, the cross-pollinate? <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I don't know what the right yeah. word is, but cross whatever the word is. Intergenerational. 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 Yeah, it's, there you go. Yeah, it's better yeah. than pollinate. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's allergies. It's allergies. That's right. It's, it's allergies. <laughs> but that's a great call. See how the pollen's everywhere? That's, that's how right. our generation it's supposed to be. Charming illustration. There you that's go. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed mm-hmm. to be isolated, and mm-hmm. we have to be in, We have to be intentional about this. And I think it's, it's younger families mm-hmm. intentionally seeking out those relationships, mm-hmm. but I think also we desperately need as a church uh, people who are, I, I would say older, who are seasoned, who are experienced mm-hmm. to seek that out too, mm-hmm. to say, hey, mm-hmm. we're here, we're available, and we're not just going to wait for it. We're going to go seek out where we can do this. And mm-hmm. I think that that will help us as a church uh, be more healthy, right. um, you know, mm-hmm. just be it will help, help encourage families in that, in that journey. So um, you mentioned this before, just uh, even as you're uh, kids get older, mm-hmm. uh, they still have issues. They still have stuff they're dealing with. And I think um, I think a lot of times, uh, especially moms, because just maybe it's because God's naturally wired you a little more compassionately than the dad sometimes, not always, mm-hmm. but um, moms, I think often, and I think our generation of moms do this probably even more so than maybe your generation of, of, of moms try to fix things for their kids rather than letting their kid, like empowering their kids to fix things. So you can just share a little bit about that. Uh, how do you help as your kids got older, how did you help them navigate hard things, mm-hmm. hard decisions mm-hmm. uh, and knowing you want to fix things, but you can't, how do you do that? Because I think <laughs> that's where, um, you know, we see this parents that's, Parents will intervene for their kids in a heartbeat in the school. And I'm, you know, my default's like, hey, buddy, you're going to have to have that conversation mm-hmm. with your teacher. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but if you don't have that conversation, there's going to be consequences. So you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. a, you know, in my home, that's how I handled it. But I would like for you to speak on that a little bit. <laughs> go, Gail. <laughs> this makes me think something I saw on on the phone, uh, a gentleman <laughs> who said that he, he was had to go in for the parent conference, and when he went in, the teacher said um, uh, that your child is not doing well. We're going to have to move him into a class where he can get more help. He's really he's 
he's not doing well on his homework at all. And then the parents said, we got home, he kept thinking about it. He said, I'm the one doing the homework. Made him realize that he, <laughs> he was making some big mistakes. You can't fix everything for him. No matter how hard you try, you do have to mm -hmm. let them try to work through it. Just keep praying, praying for him, praying mm -hmm. with them, praying, asking them to talk to you about it. Have these conversations. Don't just let them keep sulking about it, or just go ahead and make their decision without mm -hmm. without prayer and without talk. Yeah. Yeah. Conversation. That's good conversation. That's good. I think a lot of times yeah. parents are telling their kids, "You yes. do this, you do this," rather than saying that conversation, that mm -hmm. back and forth conversation of talking through it. That's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm find out some surprising things when you really listen to them. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and it's hard cuz when especially when you're in the when they're younger, you, I mean, my generation, we were the helicopter Mm. First started the helicopter generation because we wanted everything perfect mm -hmm. for our kids and we mm -hmm. we we did but that listening it is I look back and that's one thing I wish I had listened more. Mm. I wish I had talked talked less mm -hmm. and listened more. And done things to cultivate that conversation with mm -hmm. them, because um, it is hard. But they're going to mess up, but they need to learn. We all mess up, and maybe share with your kids. It's, it's very hard to share with your kids times when you've messed up. Mm -hmm. But share with them and let them know. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not. I'm not perfect, and I mess up too. Yeah, no and you just learn from it, and you go on. Well, and I think that's important because what you're doing is you're telling your kids it's okay. If you mess up, I mean, mm -hmm. we don't want to continue messing up, but mm -hmm. that helps model. I mean, God's unconditional love mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids and I think, you know, I have to be careful in how I parent in this. It's like we want to have high expectations of our kids. Oh, yeah. But when they don't do that, don't meet what we think they should like. We can't just be so hard and heavy all the time. Like we've got to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the model for that. I mean, he's this, he's a shepherd. He's our, you know, he's our, he's tender towards us. He's loving towards us. It's, we have to give our kids that freedom to know that when they mess up, they, we want our kids when they mess up to come to us and tell us they've messed up rather than try to hide it from us. And that's what God wants from us. When we, when we fall short, he wants us to come and confess. And uh, we, you know, I, I want that for my kids and I, you know, I don't know that I do that super well all the time. And so it's, that's really good helping them have that freedom. Well, and sometimes too, as parents, we'll say something and maybe they're not hearing it the way we mean it. Mm -hmm. And it's, so that's where that communication does come in. Cause I'm, there's a lot of times I've said something and my kids hear it completely different than what <laughs> <Yeah>. I meant, <laughs> you know, and it's like, Oh, I didn't mean it that way, but it comes across as maybe being critical or, mm -hmm. you know, telling them what didn't, and like, I didn't mean it that way, mm -hmm. but especially with adult children, you know, you, you don't, you have to be real careful because you don't want to, to make them feel that they're not doing things well. I mean, I have, most amazing kids and they're they're doing a great job with with life and i don't want to come across as being critical mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes i'm afraid my words might mm -hmm. so I watched a documentary on Netflix last night. Well, I always fall asleep in anything I watch, so I watched 20 minutes of it. But uh, about the college admissions scandal, you know, oh, yeah. it's so crazy. It's antithetical to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's like they're just trying to force, you know, mm -hmm. their children to be whatever it may be. And the reality is at some point you're not going to be there, right. you know. Yep. And I think the more you prop them up, 
you know, like without, because you're talking about a role where you're more advising, guiding, helping them listen on board. Mm-hmm. I think the more you prop them up um, and don't let them learn from their mistakes, the severity is going to increase when they actually do fall. And I love mm-hmm. what you're saying. But also, I think what, I, I don't know if you remember Jason Dukes, when he was here about two months ago, he was sharing that the reason the world doesn't see that they need the gospel is because um, we're not showing them how we need the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you're, what you're saying is great because I think sometimes our children don't see why they need the gospel because mm-hmm. we don't show them why we need the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I think by having those conversations, by being open about what God's doing in our life, mm-hmm. our kids see us as people who are dependent on his grace, right. you know, Absolutely. and then they'll depend on his grace as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think too, it's like <clears throat> you want to pair it with, with the end in mind. And I think, you know, when you're in a, when your kids are grown, what do you want? You, what kind of relationship do you want? You want a relationship where they're going to ask your advice, right? They're going to, you're going to want them to want to spend time with you, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. think it's like, I think, but that doesn't happen overnight. I think a lot of parents like now parenting young kids are like, well, I just want to be their friend. They don't need you to be their friend right now. No, <laughs> they no, need no, you no, to no. be their authority so that one day you will have this friendship in adulthood yes. with mm-hmm. your kids. And that, that's hard because you want that now. And, um, but you also have to cultivate that along the way. So with that in mind, I would love, you know, now that you're on this side uh, of parenting and your kids are grown, if you could go back and redo it, and you, you said this about listening a little more, uh, mm-hmm. What are some things you would say if I did it over, <laughs> I would do this differently? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I was I would, great. Yeah. Oh, my, my kids wouldn't even say do anything no. differently, right? Oh, <laughs> I would. I would listen more, and I would react less. Ooh, that's good. I would really try and look at my kids and figure out who they were and their tendencies. I. One of my children was was very shy, and I didn't really realize how shy he was until he was an adult. Mm-hmm. And if I had really thought and list, thought about that and tried to figure that out, I could have made things so much easier. Could have equipped him a little, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit better. Um, so yeah, listen more. And I mean, there's sometimes though when it's just like no, you you. I'm not listening to you. Just, just, just do it. Just yeah. do what I say. Now right. is the time. Because I said yeah. so. Yeah, I have a son, if like, the house was on fire, he'd be like, but wait, yeah. if the way you're saying it is yeah. how we should do it. I'm like, just go, just get out of the house. I have lived that life. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. What, what you really should do, Dad, right now. Yes. This, uh-huh. is, this is a Justin problem. knows which kid I'm talking about. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. Exactly. And I'm not saying any names either. But, um, but yeah, I think I really would try and just listen more and not worry about the periphery, not worry about what other people thought, not worry about mm. performance, not worry about anything, you know, just, mm. just focus on, mm. on their needs. Mm. And I, you know, we tried, I'm not, not like I neglected my kids or anything like that, but I really, but, but you're tired when you're, <laughs> when you're a mom. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, you're, you're really just, you're trying to get through the day and keep everybody alive yeah. and fed <laughs> and, to bed, and to not bed. dead. Yeah, you get too bad. Just the time for, has come. For, for wives whose husbands are, you know, when moms whose husbands are TDY or they're deployed, you know, 
you don't have time. So then I think we shouldn't beat ourselves up right. because we do the best we can with what we've got. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're praying, God's going to take up the slack because that's one thing I prayed. Or before I mess up, mm. could you please just come <laughs> in and take up the slack and fix what I messed up? Right. And he will because mm-hmm. he's the perfect parent mm-hmm. and he will do that. That's good. And he will, he loves our children more than we do. Mm-hmm. And he knows our hearts. Mm-hmm. And yes. so, and, and he shows us a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. And as long as, as Gail says, as long as we're praying, Mm-hmm. And seeking him, God's gonna take care of the mm-hmm. the rest. But I did get some good advice from a friend one time. She said she prays that God will cause her children to forget all the mistakes she made. <laughs> yeah. I, love yeah. it. I like that. I, that I, think, I, I think I'm gonna pray that too. I like that. <laughs> Let's pray that now, right? <laughs> I like that. Yes. Not to react mm-hmm. so quickly. It's yeah. hard not to. That's react. hard because you're tired. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So so what about you, Gail? Been married fifty five years. How old's your oldest? He's 52. 52. So you got married when you were like seven years old, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, yes. yes. you don't even yeah. actually yeah. look yeah. older right. than 55. Right. So. <laughs> but if you went back to back 52 years, you know, what yeah. would you tell yourself well, to do differently? Mm, patience. Just have that patience, I, I think. And like you say, you're tired. You just you, you lack patience. The tired, the more tired you get, the more frazzled you are, the more things you have on your mind that need to be accomplished and you kind of, Mm-hmm. You forget that children are the most important. They, they the should be important. at the top of the list, not all that other stuff that you're thinking, I need to do this, this, this. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Just have the patience to put them number one and pray about them and pray with them and pray, 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 pray. Mm-hmm. And I think C.S. Lewis did a quote. This is a loose paraphrase of children are not an interruption. Of work. They are the most important mm-hmm. word. My mm-hmm. son has that on a coffee mug, mm-hmm. and I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. But I look at how my son and daughter-in-law interact with their kids and they listen Mm -hmm. and they really get down and they explain things. And I think they're just, they're just doing it right. It's awesome. They really are. They're just, they're so focused. And I really admire that in them. Yeah. And, and focus is hard, right? I think we're we're distracted people Mm -hmm. uh, all the time. There's Mm -hmm. constant uh, noise around Mm -hmm. us and we're just Mm -hmm. a distracted people. And so Mm -hmm. that in and of itself, takes a lot of intentionality mm-hmm. well i want to say you know as we start to wrap up the, the reason we asked both of you is because uh based on what i see in your life and hear you and your husband's talk uh, i think you guys are great examples Thank and you. um i think we actually administered a test to grown children of parents in our church. Yes, that's right. You guys scored the yeah, highest. Scored the highest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. My kids might say something different. <laughs> David was always a good test taker. That's <laughs> but really, uh, yes. just thank you for your faithfulness. And, and uh, you know, I just encourage our, our moms out there, to, mm-hmm. whether it's Kay or Gail, and I know if you mm-hmm. saw them and you had issues you're facing, they would be open to mm-hmm. talking with you. But there are many other women yes. in our church who would love to be there for you and help you. And um, it could be formal or it could be just like, hey, when there's something going on, reach out to these women. But um, and same for guys, you know, uh, as well. I think that we all uh, who are in that season of life. Uh, need people who've been there, done that, um, have some bruises mm-hmm. to teach us. And so uh, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you all for having us. Yeah, thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us. And we thank you for listening and watching, uh, being a part of Boggy Talk. We hope you'll join us next week as we kick off a new series talking about issues facing Generation Z.
So if you don't know what Generation Z is, hey, tune in next week. We're going to explain <laughs> it perfectly. And uh, but it's going to be a great, a great a few weeks talking through Institute Space and Generation Z. We hope you'll join us. As always, we encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss new content as it's coming out. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. 